Hello, folks, and welcome to Reality Blows. I'm Nick. I'm Ashley. And uh, I hope you're having a nice Labor Day. We decided to phone it in uh, this week uh, and take Labor Day off. Isn't that nice? Yeah, we also celebrate holidays. Yeah. Uh, And uh, we figured that, you know, we didn't want to leave you hanging. So what we are going to do is unlock an episode from our Patreon feed. Uh, We've done this once or twice before, and we figured we'll do it again uh, and pick something that we really, really like out of our Patreon. And so uh, we are going to uh, play an episode that... um, One of my fave episodes. Yeah, I believe... I haven't listened back to it, but I believe it was like, you pick a movie, I pick a movie. Correct. And then we watched them both and talked about them. And so this is... uh, Ashley picked uh, which movie? The Swiss Family Robinson. And I picked the movie Heavyweights. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. And um, I believe this was maybe our favorite, one of our favorite kids' movies of all time. And then we both kind of went head-to-head with that. That's yep. probably how we got this done. Mm-hmm. That was the conceit. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a good episode. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you have a nice Labor Day. And uh, we'll be back uh, live to tape next Monday, as we always are. But I do want to say, speaking of our Patreon, there's so many more episodes that are just like this over there on patreon.com forward slash reality blows. And not only that, for five bucks a month, you get two blowness episodes a month. And just last week, I dropped a video on there. That's right, a vlog from the last time Ashley and I went to Six Flags. We talked all about it uh, on on podcast, but this is actually the vlog, the video, and my dad watched it, and he said it was good and kind of scary. That's right. We don't know what he really meant by that, <laughs> but but he did say that. So there you go. Check it out. We thought it was fun. Yeah, I didn't realize it was scary, but if that's also your <laughs> feedback, let me know. Let us know. So over there, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month. Plus, we just dropped a vlog last week. Uh, so we hope you enjoy this unlocked Patreon episode. Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. Well, uh, on the Patreon app, <laughs> it's kind of whatever we want it to be about. Yes, the Patreon is kind of us just chatting the chat all day long. Folks, thank you for tuning in to our first Patreon bonus episode of the month of December of the year 2020. We love you so much for being patrons. Continue doing so. We love you. We'll continue popping out these things. You are our number ones in our hearts. You are our day ones as far as Patreon go, and we love you, okay? Yeah, some of you don't want our sticker because there's a virus out there, and this whole dang charade was just to send you guys stickers. But you know what? Life got in the way, but we are not going to let life take over, are we, Ash? Hey, we got about 500 stickers. Do you know anyone who would like some? Yeah, we have Let 500 know. Fi- We have 500 <laughs> stickers, and we're also thinking of changing our name and our artwork. Do you guys want our... Should we send out stickers with our Christmas cards? To our family members yeah. who we would really prefer not to listen to this? Yeah. <laughs> what is Reality Blows? Why are they telling us that? Uh, that's them being 
confused. Yeah, yeah. being confused. Your your uncles yeah. just being like, I don't actually your your uncles want listen to our show. Correct? I think one of my uncles has listened on occasion. Yeah. Is that Eddie? Yeah. Shout out to Eddie if you're a patron. I don't think you are. I don't Eddie. think he's a patron. I don't think you are Eddie, but uh, you're a good guy, and we we appreciate all the love, even from our families. It's true. Okay, guys. So for this Patreon episode, we decided to do a little sort of movie mashup. Um, we both had the opportunity to pick a movie from our childhood that meant something to us and show it to the other person. True or false, Nick? That is a truth, Ash. So basically, I'll say I don't feel like I ever get my way when it comes to what we're watching. I'll say. 80% of the time Nick decides what we're watching he's just resistant to certain things aka six feet under lost you ask me to watch either six feet under or lost and that's it now I ask you to watch other stuff yeah but you'll bring up stuff like when you were like hey let's watch six feet under or lost the other night and I said no you first said I want to watch what I want to watch and she gave me this speech folks just play it back and then I go okay what and you're like Sopranos or Six Feet Under or Lost. And then I was like, I already watched a little Six Feet Under. I don't like it. And then we got into that argument again. You, you can... didn't watch a little bit of Six Feet Under. I don't want to get into that. And I'm not going to do this to the patrons, the beautiful patrons. Yeah, you're right. But um, I what I said was like, Sopranos, I'd love to rewatch The Sopranos. You never flinched when I said that. I know. It was as if I had, you had never suggested it. You Honestly, were just like, I how just... come you're not watching Six Feet Under and Lost? And I'm like, I just... I'm not interested. And then I go Let's through my spiel. Let's start again. Let's start again. No, no we're keeping this. <laughs> I, folks, this is my spiel, okay? And tell me if this is a good spiel. Back off. See, you're already taking over. <laughs> you're already taking over what is supposed to be me airing my grievances about how what? I never get to pick what we watch. Why does this podcast have to be <laughs> Ashley takes Nick to task? <laughs> Why is that? It just seems like the perfect time. I'm just on my heels every time I show up for this thing. I, I'm defending my life. I'm saying give Battlestar Galactica a chance. We won't do it. Give not Star Trek. Bet. Give Star Trek a chance. Uh, not gonna that. Uh-oh, somebody let the dogs out. Yeah, you can hear one of those shitty dogs barking in our backyard. Well, you probably can't, but we can in it fucking triggers us yeah it's fun to be on the third floor and hear a dog barking all the way down it's there out of at control. the very bottom but you're right folks we uh we should we should move on yeah to we like each actual, other yeah we love each other what's what's yeah. our topic <laughs> we're gonna stop fighting so what we did uh arguing you you know that we have um thank you for correcting that yeah. ashley yeah. um uh so uh what we've done on this patreon uh podcast uh before is taken two movies watch them and sort of given our thoughts, you know, a little review, if you will. And we did that with this. Have we picked uh, themes for all of our, I don't think so. I think a few of them were themed and a few of them were just you pick one and I pick one of the past Patreon kind of movie episodes. Um, when we did Desperately Seeking Susan, that was like movies from our teen years that were big to us, right? Like what was the one you picked then? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I think it was Uncut Gems, wasn't oh, okay. it? Uncut Gems. So that wasn't themed. That no, was just but then like, we found themes, remember? We did. Yeah, New York-based movies. New York-based movies. That capers? Yeah. Get, are they both capers? Jewels are involved. Madcap. And when we did... Um, okay, so we, we have had themes each episode because we also did um, the... Um, What's the what's the Disney pairing that we did? Well, uh, Country we Bears. Did, we did Country Bears and the Haunted Mansion, which uh, was a lot of fun to do. Um, and this happens to be two Disney movies as well. It's the only reason why I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe we, we really fall into that 
Dis- the trappings no, of Disney, don't we? Because Ash? the first thing, the Country Bears and the Haunted Mansion, those were movies we wanted to watch based on rides we like. These true. have nothing to do with Disney property. I had no idea that mine was a Disney property for years and years, and I don't know what exactly happened. I guess it was always a Disney movie, and I never realized it. It doesn't feel like one. I think you could agree with that, but we'll, we'll I, watch it. I agree. It feels like a Nickelodeon property. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I knew mine was a Disney property because. Um, there was an original movie made of this in the 1940s by some sort of production company called like RK, R, RKC. Uh, have you ever heard of them? Radio and film? No. I think they were like an early competitor. And when Disney bought the rights to this movie and remade it, they bought up every copy of this original Swiss Family Robinson. By the way, that's the movie I picked, Swiss Family Robinson. And they got rid of it. They destroyed them all. They they like confiscate. They got all of the ones that for were made a real for a reason. They didn't want it being compared to the Disney version. Oh. They didn't want any comparison to exist out there. Yeah. Okay. I shouldn't even have asked that question. I Why? kind of had the answer. What do you it. mean? Well, because it's like Disney will do anything to squash anybody who does anything that is like Disney, right? Right. I mean, that's right. 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 Because like uh like. Famously, you know, if uh, some like a uh, garbage company, you know, mm-hmm. uh, has like uh, a duck as a thing and it kind of looks like Donald Duck, mm. Disney would like, if they found out about it, they'd send, you know, their lawyers after right. this little garbage company. They would pounce little, on them. Yeah, a little moving company that uses like a, a Minnie and Mickey looking characters. They, they would get them. So I would imagine in the movie sense, even yeah. if they stole the idea, in the first place, uh, they'd probably want to squash that uh, that that evil company Disney is that we love. Yeah, we love, and we is making love. Ashley a lot of money in stocks right now. Well, not making me any money because I'm not selling the stocks, but I am enjoying watching them um, go up. Hey, you guys got Disney stocks? It's fun to watch it go up. Listen, can I talk about the movie I picked? Let's talk about the movie you picked. Okay, so I, when I grew up, when I was a child, when I was a young gal, young ABR, little Ashley, rosy-cheeked, golden-locked, um, we didn't have cable. We had three channels, and I went to a Montessori school. I had kind of a precious little upbringing. Spent a lot of time in the woods by myself making mud pies, okay? So... The uh, the entertainment uh, that was offered to me, as you can imagine, as you might imagine, was mostly library-based. That's right. We're talking about the public library. You show up there. You rent a VHS. Can you believe that used to be an option? I love it. You go there and rent a VHS. I think that I did that once in my life, maybe with like my grandfather or something, as like a novelty. But we also had like so many video stores next to us. And my grandfather would take care of me with my grandmother, who is downstairs right now. But my grandfather, like, wanted to watch movies all the time. And so, like, I spent most of my life in a blockbuster. I never really had the thought that I could go to a library and probably do this for free because I was spending an old man's money. You know what I mean? So I I found out about the movies at the library through, like, pop culture. I, I feel like there was references to it in like Seinfeld episodes like going to the library and getting a movie and I I, I never made sense to me because when I would go to the library I never saw any movies because I probably went right to the kids section or something but I didn't know so the fact that you lived this existence of like no I, I had a library card and I was getting to watch movies as long as they had it I would get it oh yeah and then was the late fees the same yeah. Like where it'd be like a quarter if you didn't yeah. bring it back, which is like way better than the blockbuster late fees, how they make their money, which is I believe you have to pay the 
the amount that it costs to rent, mm. but you basically re-rent it for like another week. Um, so it's a better deal. It's a better deal. We didn't have a Blockbuster membership. We weren't a Blockbuster family. And I will say that the library, it was a better deal because all of the movies were about 20 to 30 years old that you could rent. So I was watching a lot of live action Disney movies, specifically from this time, like the late 50s, early 60s, the the sort of boom um, of Disney coming of age live action movies, Old Yeller, okay, Swiss Family Robinson, The Ugly Dotson, um, Sound of Music, I'm sure that's a Disney movie, if it's not, I apologize. I think it is. Could you rent Die Hard? At the library? If you could, I don't, I didn't know. Right. Like, as far as I could tell, these were the only movies available. But that might just be because of what my mom was steering me in the direction right. of. King and I, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Because I, I wonder if they, if you were allowed to have R-rated movies and, and stuff like that oh, at, and, at the library. Probably because not. Can you get the Kama Sutra at the library? I doubt it. Oh, okay. I doubt See, it. I didn't, I didn't spend that much time in libraries. And if I did, I'd be looking for Die Hard and the Kama Sutra. You know, in high school, I did go through my little pagan uh, witchcraft phase. And there are pagan books you can rent at the library. So maybe there's some Kama Sutra stuff. That's interesting. Well, that's more, you know, the, I don't know if those are apples and oranges, I think. Well, I, I, I think you can compare them because they're both sort of outliers in right. the sense that they're not part of the mainstream public library entertainment, you mm -hmm. would imagine. So that's what I got my kicks off of, mm. okay? Mm -hmm. Is that the right phrase, got my kicks out of? I mean, it sounds okay. I don't think anybody's ever said it. It's what I got my my TikToks. My, I, uh, you know, that's what brought me pleasure. That's what got your kick. You, you got your kicks that way? <laughs> I got my kicks, y'all. I loved The Sound of Music. I watched that so many times. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the hits for me. The ones that really stuck with me were The Sound of Music and Swiss Family Robinson. And um, Swiss Family Robinson being an all-time favorite movie as a, as a youth. I think I stopped watching it when I was like 10 or 11, something around that age. As soon as middle school hit, I dropped it. You know what I mean? But I will say, I'm sure you've listened to our Disney apps when we go to Disney World. What do I always do, Nick, when we're in the Magic Kingdom? You force us on the hottest day of our trip to run around a treehouse uh, that references something that at that time, or at those times, I had never, ever seen or did not know anything about. So... I'm just running around a. I'm in Disney World, and I go to a tr like this weird walkthrough treehouse, and it's like you just walk these planks and these boards up like a treehouse, and then you'll see like a setup for like a family dinner that is roped off. You can't go near it. You can't touch it. It doesn't move. It doesn't make any sounds. It's the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse it, installation at the Magic Kingdom. I like how you said you make us as if if as if. It's more than just you, because first off, the first time we went, no one would go up there with me. I went by myself. You didn't even go up there with me. And then the second time, I was like, Nick, you have to come up here with me. I need you to take my picture. And that's how I got you up there. It overlooks the Jungle Cruise, so it's fun. You know, you can see people sometimes floating by on their little um, their boat cruise. Um, and you just walk up a real, like a, a, a proportionally accurate um, version of the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse from the movie. So I love it. It's one of my faves. Love the movie. It was super important to me. Um, in fact, last year when we were going to Disney World, we went last year in um, October 2019, I thought, you know what would be fun? 
how about I rent the audiobook of the Swiss Family Robinson from the library, which I did, and I listened to it in preparation for going to Walt Disney World. I did that. Audiobook sucks. The book sucks. I've learned... Um, I have learned since doing some deep diving into this movie that the movie is like 90% like different than the book. They really just took the basic idea of the book and then they ran with it. The book's just like about like an old guy who's like, who's like falling asleep on his couch while he's watching like Martin, old episodes of Martin. And you're like, what the fuck is this? You're like, this is Swiss Family Robinson. This is what Disney bought. And they kind of remade, they put a bunch of tigers in it. And now uh, it's not about an old man who falls asleep watching Martin. The book the is about this family that uh, washes up ashore on a tropical paradise. But, you know, the whole arc of the movie with the pirates, that's not in the book. What? There's no pirate. There's no racist-ass pirates <laughs> in this no book? no racist oh, pirates. Okay, so I was like, Nick, Nick's heard me talk about this movie numerous times, The Swiss Family Robinson. And um, I was like, will you just watch it with me? And I guess he was feeling sweet. I don't know what was going on. Um, I must have buttered his biscuit in some way because he was like, yeah, I'll watch it with you. And he actually paid attention. So we watched it, and then we had a lot to say about it afterwards. Well, you know what, Ash? Let's refresh our memories with the trailer from the 1960 movie Swiss Family Robinson, okay? Is that okay. good with you? We're going to watch the trailer, and we're going to narrate the written parts to you, the you listener. Can you can narrate it, oh, okay? Oh, thanks, babe. That'll be your job. Okay. Right, here we go. Okay, so there's a ship in the hey, stormy wait, sea. Hey, no, wait. No, don't what? narrate. It'll, they'll start speaking. <laughs> But just like if words come up and they don't say the words, you can then read the words, okay, right? I don't, want, I don't, want you're going to talk over the entire trailer. Fine. No, I just want to tell them the first the first thing we see right now. is This a- is a five-minute trailer, Ash. You're going to start setting the okay. scene for a trailer? Just get into it. Ooh, there we go. A whole new world of excitement is yours. A ship is being tossed by waves. Thunder claps. Walt Disney presents the incredible story of the Swiss family Robinson. Shipwrecked on a jagged unknown reef. Have mercy. They were cast adrift in an angry, uncharted sea. Sharks! Sharks! It's the first. Um, <laughs> this is what we're seeing right now. Is the first uh, instance in this movie of animal cruelty. They're beating a shark to death. With the butt of a of a of a musket um, or a gun, a rifle, uh, and it's it's brutal. Uh, I, I mean, I I hate to already pop in with my thoughts on this wonderful kids movie, but they just beat the shit out of animals in this thing, and, and we'll get into it. But uh, right now, what I'm watching is a young boy who shot. A, a gun at a at a shark who is attacking him and now the shark is next to him and he is just beating it on the head with the butt of a rifle they were flung ashore on a strange lost island that teemed with a thousand perilous dangers yet together with a quiet kind of daring and a proud kind of courage the swiss family robinson transformed this island jungle into an exciting tropical paradise they're having fun, y'all. Rope swings. The world is full of nice, ordinary little people who live in nice, ordinary little houses on the ground. But didn't you ever dream of having a house up on a treetop?
shot of the treehouse. Here we go. Here's the money shot. Don't tell me you, you pull this to ring for the butler. She's walking around the treehouse. Sunroof. You said someday. Uh oh, they're in bed. See how she's at an angle like that? Nick. Yeah. Her foot's on the ground for decency loss. Why she's sitting at an angle. I tell you where I'd really like to be. Oldest boy. Walking Fritz. down the night, I guess. Like on a Sunday after church. And all the girls stroll past, all dressed up. Do you think when we get to New Guinea, if we ever do, there'll be any girls our age? By the time we get to New Guinea, we won't care what age they are. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a perverted joke? Or, by the way, we're not even halfway through it. Is that a perverted joke? Or uh, what is that I'm joke? I'm not sure. Youngest boy throws a bomb. You know those... We won't care what age they are. What was that? <laughs> Why do you say that? Why does he keep saying that? I think he's saying, like, pause it, hey, pause do, it. There'll be any girls our age? Wait a minute. By the time we get to New Guinea, we won't care over. what age they are. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care what age they are. I think he's saying, like, old ladies Yeah, be. maybe. I hope it's not young ladies. Yeah. We won't care how fat those girls are. Like, wait, I wasn't talking about... <laughs> said age. <laughs> Whatever, let's go beat up a monkey. <laughs> you know those coconut bombs? You don't have to worry about them. They work right well. Most annoying character. I don't character. want to shoot you, hands now. Put that down. Like that little boy. I'll teach him to shoot at me. It's my fault the gun went off. She didn't mean to fire. I don't care. I could have been... They discover what did you say? that she didn't. He's a she. <laughs> it's a girl. Uh oh. Here comes trouble. Pirates. Mm, Aboriginal pirates. Production folks. of Swiss Family Robinson is all the excitement you could ever wish for in a motion picture. Tiger. Tiger and dog fight. See. Okay. Uh-oh. This is where we have the problem. What okay. we just First saw is a, is a tiger. We're done here. Are we? Yes, it's over. It's too much. There's it's two too minutes much. Left. No, it's too much. <laughs> okay, so, so let me, can I say something? Please do. Okay, so the first thing that happens, Nick agrees to watch this movie with me. I'm in shock. We sit down. I'm so excited. We light some candles. We get snacks ready. We start playing the movie. The first thing that pops up is a warning from Disney. Shall I read that warning? Read that warning. So this is the first thing that starts that we see is it says this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. To learn more about how stories have impacted society, visit www.disney.com slash stories matter. So let me set the scene here. Ashley, the night of we were watching this, she's like, this is my favorite uh, movie as a kid. This is the greatest kids movie of all time. We have to watch it. It's my favorite. Please, baby, please. And I go, of course, of course, honey. Light a candle. Let's watch Swiss Family Robinson. We put it on, and then that shows up. And I looked over, and I'm like, a kids movie, Ash? You want me to watch something that Disney is warning us about? Now, not one sentence or one word in there refers to the animal cruelty I mean, yes, you're going to have pirates. They're from some 
other land, so they look different than the main characters, and they're treated like animals. Um, but the animals are treated like dirt in this movie, so there's nothing that mentioned that. And and so I'm I as soon as I as the movie popped on, I saw that shark scene, and it was a little weird. I was like, no, you don't normally see that, uh, but it is a shark. It was attacking them, and it wasn't, you know. Throughout this movie, there are these animals that show up that this family tames, and they're real animals. They're not animatronics, and it's not CGI. It's 1960. Um, I mean, the, you heard it like a, like some jackals and a, or some wolves and a tiger fought. What was that? What it was, was that? the two dogs, and they right, fight right. the tiger, but... It looks like a real it animal like fight. It looks like a real fight. Um, I mean, if you went to animalfights.com, you'd probably see this as the number one trending moment. The first thing, okay, so we see this warning, and I'm like, oh, shit, this movie might not be what I remember it as. Because in my mind, it's like, you know, it's fuzzy. It's a golden, warm memory. I probably haven't seen this movie since I was 10. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. Okay, well, let's see. It's good good of Disney to warn us, you know. But I was like, I, I hope um, I hope it's not too shocking. Wasn't even thinking about the animals. In the first five minutes, this ship is sinking, okay, that they're on. It hits a reef. And it wasn't the sharks, Nick, that tipped you off. It was all of the livestock that was like in this chaotic wave oh, sim- simulation right. yes, yeah. that they were like kind of throwing around trying to get out of the ship, saving <laughs> pigs and chickens and cows. It's like wave slapped them in the face. And you were like, what's going on with these animals? And I was like, babe, stop. Okay, relax. Then the shark thing I forgot happened. about the drowning animals. Yeah. There's the- a couple of drowning type scenes with real animals there's a couple of drowning scenes but there's also just animals struggling you know like animals struggling against um the elements and then there's the shark thing then this dog the dogs fighting the tiger is very is 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 upsetting to watch it's visceral and there at one point there's like a zebra stuck in mud And it's, like, shaking and trying to get out of this mud. And, like, they're, like, pulling it out of the mud by its neck. And Nick is like, what is going on with this movie? And I just keep saying to him over and over again, you know, like, chill. Like, there were laws back then. They wouldn't have hurt any animals. Like, in my mind, in my kid mind... You know, I'm watching a movie, which means everybody everybody is safe. Everything's been taken care right. of. Everybody's in on it. You know, but you, you, when you ask that uh, zebra, you know, today, it's just like he's been interviewed and he's like, listen, it was a lot of hard work. You know, they put me through a lot. They tried to drown me. They hit me with sticks. There was a point, you know, the infamous mud scene that I was stuck in. It, it was really tough. It was a tough shoot. But you know what? I was in the Swiss Family Robinson, motherfucker. I was there, okay? And that's a great pick, and I love Disney. At least they all have the pride of being in a Disney movie. Wrong, Ashley. Those animals don't know why these kids are hitting them with sticks. Nick just keeps being like, what is going on with this movie? And it's honestly, it's like challenging, like a deep... A deep-rooted belief that everything is okay in this movie. The and little so- boy in this movie, like, wrestles with, like, animals the entire time. And, like, that's his whole, like, the, the youngest son. That's his storyline. And it's just, like, the way he tames animals, he's, like, just jumps on their back and then beats them in the head with a coconut. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm, And like- then all of a sudden he's riding an elephant and the elephant is tame. And the family's like, oh, what's his name? I don't remember. Oh, third child. <laughs> the little one. So Nick is like, he keeps saying this. And I'm like, stop, you know. And like I said, again, in my child mind, everything's fine. Everything's okay. Everything's been taken care of. But then Nick harps on it so much that I start doing some Googling. 
And it is, in fact, probably the most horrific movie involving animal cruelty of all time. Like the IMDb page for this movie is goes through all of these awful things that happened to animals that got injured and died and how this movie could never be made again because it would break so many laws. I could tell you something right now that would upset you, Nick. Do you want to hear no, it? No, I don't. Okay. Save it. Nobody wants to hear that. Okay, but it's just like this like shit was not being thought of like right. it, it's not above board like i imagine the only thing that i can tell that was above board from my deep dive into how animals were treated on this movie set one animal was there with a, an actual trainer <laughs> that like watched over it and took care of it and worked with it in and a way that animal was flipper and that animal was the tiger so the, the tiger is like the only thing that seemed to have like a handler. Right. Every the rest of them was like some guy in production was like, "Hey, we need fourteen mules. Yeah. Uh, send, can you send us fourteen mules? Uh, yeah. Send them all in a package, and uh, I'll receive them in the docks." And and the tiger, I can tell from like the, like facts I've learned about this movie was taken care of. Like in the end scene when the tiger chases a pirate away. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, the person that he is chasing is his handler because his handler was like, I don't want anyone to turn their back to my tiger because I don't want him to get like all worked up and actually act predatorially and then us have like some sort of an right. incident. So I, it should be me that he's chasing. Right. So the tiger is okay. Every other animal though, I mean these ostriches, the Let me zebra. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, listen, the ostriches you're going to send us, do they like getting uh, shot with uh, homemade slingshots? I they mean, don't? Okay, send those over. These, we, want, we, need, we, need, we don't like the ones that like getting hit with them. These kids trying to ride the ostrich and pulling at their feathers and jumping on their back, it is really upsetting. Um, so, you know, in that way, this movie really sucks, and it was bad, and it was very upsetting. I wish it could exist forever in my child mind of, like, not Julie, having any... Don't be any girls our age. By the time we get to New Guinea, we won't care what age they are. All right, so um, I wish in my I wish this movie was a, as I remember it, which is like everyone was safe and no one was exploited, and it was all part of the magic of cinema. But apparently, the magic of cinema seems to involve cruelty. Well, you know what? Let's get we've 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 set our piece there. Okay, we've set our piece. We've reckoned with it here. Yeah. Um, but why don't we talk about the point? The the movie the the thing that you remember and love from this movie is the idea of this living in this tr in w wonderful treehouse, yeah, built by the family and all the contraptions and everything works. I mean, they live like kings in like the jungle somehow. And they're like, there's so much love there. Like the family loves each other. This was billed as a Christmas movie. It came out on Christmas Day. Or maybe Christmas week and has like a Christmas scene and it's supposed to be about like family love and like, you know, just really enjoying the, like the simple things in life. And so, yeah, I freaking loved it as a kid. I wanted to have like a pet elephant and live in a treehouse and swim in the ocean. And you know who else loved this movie as a kid? Who? George freaking Lucas. Something else I learned in my research of this is that George Lucas was like obsessed with this movie as a kid, has so many references in Star Wars movies to scenes from this um, movie. Like he has recreated certain fight scenes to um, in Star Wars movies. And this is directed by a man named Ken Anakin. And Anakin, he picked the name Anakin for young Anakin. Wow. 
based off of this movie. I'm reading here, George Lucas was so inspired uh, by Swiss Family Robinson that uh, he made sure the Ewoks were molested every day on set. Nick. (laughs) Um, Listen, this was kind of fun to watch. The animal scenes immediately obviously got weird, um, but... Um, it was kind of fun to watch an old-timey movie that was kind of a kid's adventure movie. I never watched movies like this. I, I mean, I, I probably did, but I, I didn't take to them like you. I wasn't, I wasn't enthralled with the idea of, like, what if we are, are a shipwrecked and we were living on an island and I had to... You didn't you get know, lost in fantasy. No, not that type of fantasy. Right. Not at all. Um, I, 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 you know, it would be... That would be horrible. That not having the conveniences of my you know, split level house I lived in, um, you know, would have been terrible and terrifying to me while I was, you know, 10 years old or whatever. So, um, you know, it's just like, what do we eat? Where's the TV? You know what I mean? Like it wasn't cushy enough for me to be excited by the, now the idea of like, Hey, what if like, um, you went to a summer camp, but then like no parents were there and you could just do whatever you wanted. That was the type of fantasy I had in my head. Like, uh, the the movies were like, um, like kids would like tie up their parents and like lock them in a closet and and then they'd like get to eat all the ice cream. Like you don't know tell I mean? mom the babysitter. Yeah, dead. like stuff like that where it was like I was on my own making my own decisions with all the con- conveniences of my cush life. Home alone type. Home alone style things. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm eating a whole pizza and it's Tuesday and I'm 11. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, th- that. <laughs> That was what I was excited by. Are you which, about to introduce the next movie? No, but uh, it does. It's interesting because my I wasn't making this connection, but oh. this was this would be now. This is a little different. I, I don't really. I never had. I never watched this movie um, and fantasized about doing this. Um, even though I did mention Camp, um, I was actually referencing a movie called Camp Nowhere, which came out around the same time as this movie, where. Um, Christopher Lloyd. This might have to be our next watch. This is fun '90s bullshit. Christopher Lloyd. Do you know Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. Uh, Doc Back to the Future. From Back to the Future. He goes door to door. In some way, I think uh, the kids pay like a crazy old coot to like be an actor and go to their houses and kind of sell a camp on their families and go, yeah, it's called Camp uh, whatever. And here's what we do. And then they make like a they made like a fake video to make it look like it was a real camp. And then all the parents sent their kids to this camp with money. And this guy just took the money and let the kids do whatever they wanted on this like bunch of acres of land. And so they ran their own camp. And of course, it was a cool fucking camp. Sounds like Kid Nation. Uh, It was Kid Nation. It was Kid Nation before Kid Nation. Um, Except like they didn't have to like compete for gold yeah stars. <laughs> and like it wasn't a struggle like they yeah. were just spray painting stuff and rollerblading you know That's what i mean awesome. it was awesome so that was the type of fantasy i had it was very much uh, had nothing to do with real nature or um connecting with it or like even doing anything that would be constructive it was destructive behavior yeah um and so something like swiss family robinson uh, when i you know come across something like that as a child it, already it's like yeah it's kind of black and whitey you know what i mean even though it's not a black and white movie it's just old timey so i already don't really want to watch it and then it's just like about a family who gives a shit about that it's g-rated get that out of here um and then it's just like animals outdoors i don't do any of those things um so it really just wasn't my bag now watching it as an adult i tried to take it in as as something like oh this is like old film because we're kind of trying to watch more movies and so i was like that's why i think i said yes so quickly where i was like 
here's a classic film. It's in my lap to watch it right now. I've never seen it. Ashley loves it. Let's watch it. So I did have an open mind where I was like, this could be a fun, like, swashbuckling what adventure movie. And boy, it just did not connect. And even the parts where it had nothing to do with things that made me cringe, I was just like, okay, this family getting along in a treehouse, like, look, guys, their sunroof works. Crank, 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 crank. And then you see like a shitty sunroof open or like, look, I've made a slide into a thing. And then your mother has a great view of the flowers that we, it's just like, I don't give a shit about that. As, as a matter of fact, the, <laughs> during the family parts, I was like, can we just beat a monkey up? I need to see something. <laughs> so it really just didn't connect with me, unfortunately. Um, Did you see Old Yeller? maybe but not really it was like for like a on tv for a little bit and i was like how long until i can watch you know power rangers you know what i mean how long and how long do i have to sit through this until i could watch ren and stimpy wow i think this is i honestly think this is the difference between having cable and like mainstream toys and not because when i the movie you're about to introduce like movies like this never crossed my path and they should have i mean this is i was the right age when this movie came out for it to hit there are no girls in this movie does that matter i guess there's really no girl oh, there are girls there's in one Switch Family yeah Robinson. there's a mom and a stowaway yeah but um <laughs> <laughs> the story of women of film <laughs> um but you know like mighty ducks i wasn't watching those movies i was not watching any to me, those movies are associated with things like gushers, like yeah. snacks that I was oh, never yeah. bought or fruit. Oh yeah, now you're talking. Oh, you know yeah. things that were not Dunkaroos. Were not introduced to me, or really like things that I would have at a friend's house, like pop tarts. The movie here is in the same like watching this movie with you. The, the next one we're about to talk about reminds me of like being at my friend Rebecca's house and having gushers and watching Ren and Stimpy, which would felt like an exotic vacation and not part of like wow. my normal day to day. So Rebecca sounds cool as hell. First of all, um, second of all, she had great snacks. She had great snacks. And she had Nickelodeon, which was, she was my, like one of my only friends who had Nickelodeon. And did you think of Nickelodeon as being like, um, taboo or or exciting like what was your thought as an outsider getting to watch a little bit of Nickelodeon I think that I was really into it when I got to watch it but I also didn't have like um you know I didn't question authority yet because I was a kid so just the idea that like no we, we can't afford Nickelodeon I'd be like oh okay we just can't afford it and then all the other kids in the apartment complex that I hung out with they didn't have Nickelodeon either they were also watching PBS and renting movies from the library right. so um you know it just was like it didn't I didn't question it I was just excited when it isn't, occurred isn't it interesting to think about like I had access to more you know um but all I watched was Nickelodeon really uh, you know other stuff eventually but really at that time Nickelodeon you didn't have Nickelodeon and all you watched were the other things like PBS and, and stuff like that. Um, but like we both, even though I had access to more, I feel like I missed out. Do you know what I mean? Because I never even knew that PBS was a possibility to watch something mm. uh, wholesome and, and good or to go to the library yeah. and rent a movie. You know? Well, you missed out on like the sort of things that kids watch when it's their only option. Like Star Trek, for right, example, because right. that played all the time. Never really came across it. And like me and Sarah, my best friend from high school, like that's something we bonded with 
over immediately when we were 14 because Star Trek was on like every day at 6 p.m. And so that was just on, you know, on ABC. So that if you, you got the three channels, you got ABC, CBS, NBC, and then you got PBS. Right. So, you know, you got the, the major three plus PBS. So everyone I knew watched Star Trek for the most part because yeah. that was the only thing that was coming on there. And that was on PBS. No, mm-mm, oh, that was on ABC. On, oh, was it? I think so. It was on ABC or C. It was on CBS? one of the major three. It's on three. CBS now. Okay, maybe it was on CBS. It was on one of the major three. Mm-hmm. And then the things on PBS that you watched were Reading Rainbow, Masterpiece Theater. So I saw this Reading... old house. I, saw... I was watching this old house as a kid. Yes, that's why you like that so much. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like it now, but I've never watched anything like that. Yeah. Um. All right, so what I picked was um, a movie, also a Disney movie. As I mentioned before, did not know this was a Disney movie. My dad reminded me of this because my dad likes this movie as well. Um, and uh, see, that's what's nice about that. You could watch this movie as an adult or a kid, and it's kind of got everything, in, yeah. in my opinion. No, this um, movie is better. So, well, I think it depends. It depends. I don't, I'm not saying that either is better. But, I think uh, that the movie, I think Swiss Family Robinson is better if you're seven yeah. or eight. And you play in the woods. And this is like, you have like now a story to create when you're playing, you know, um, when you're doing earth playing, mm-hmm. you know, playing in nature. I don't know what that is. This is cooler. So this movie is called Heavyweights. It's from 1995. Um, and it is starring uh, Ben Stiller and uh, a bunch of kids who you've seen in other kid movies of the 90s. Uh, a lot of them are Mighty Ducks. Uh, the guy who plays the goalie in his Mighty Ducks. Um, uh, Keenan Thompson, who is also in the Mighty Ducks, is in this and is very funny in this. Um, and the main kid is also on the, in the first Mighty Ducks, I believe, and he's in other movies that you've seen. Um, I don't have the cast list. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that Ben Stiller is the villain in this movie. And in a classic Ben Stiller role. It's right. so fun to see this role. He's, he's, he's perfect doing the at ben, this. He's doing the Ben Stiller character. Yeah, which is like a, a maniac um, fitness instructor yeah. slash mogul. So um, this movie was written by... Um, Judd Apatow. No, I don't think it was written by Judd Apatow. It was directed by Judd Apatow, I, I think. I don't know. I might as well look, look it, up, it up. Because but... I'll tell you something fun I learned while you yeah, look it ahead. up. I learned that Judd Apatow showed this movie to Leslie Mann on their first date to impress her, his future wife. That's pretty great. That's a pretty good little fact, right? Um, okay, so it was written by Judd Apatow and Stephen Brill. Okay, um, and directed, it was directed by... by Stephen Brill. Uh, Stephen Brill's a guy who has done a bunch of shit, too. So let's see. Stephen Brill is known for uh, The Mighty Ducks. Um, and, oh, I guess he's been in, he's been in a lot of movies. He's mostly an actor. Well, let's see what else is he's, uh, um, uh, written. Um, he's written, oh, wow, there's a new Mighty Ducks. Whoa. Wait a minute. They're doing a Mighty Ducks series. Game Changer. Ah, Wow. It's on post-production. Oh, he wrote Little Nicky, the movie. Uh, He wrote uh, D2, the Mighty Ducks, and he wrote the Mighty Ducks. I mean, this is why this feels like the Mighty Ducks. Okay, so you know the guy who is in here, heavyweights. um, Like, the main guy who I said reminded me of, like, a Little Nick. He had... Uh, an Adidas tracksuit. You said he was also in the Mighty oh, Ducks. Oh, he's the guy who plays Goldberg, the goalie, in um, the Mighty Ducks. Yes, of course. Okay, so he didn't. He like didn't want to do this movie and tried to pass on it. But they said to him, if he didn't do it, he couldn't be in Mighty Ducks. Wow. Three. Now this guy's name is Sean Weiss, and he has a really—I don't even know—he has a really tough story. 
Sean Weiss, the goalie for the Mighty Ducks, Goldberg, probably the funniest part of that whole movie. He's also very good in this movie. Um, never really showed up in anything later. I saw him in one episode of King of Queens. He's uh, which busting was fun. with talent as a child. So good. He's like got really hit really, really hard times and is kind of like a notable sh- street person who He's on is Skid on, Row. He's on Skid Row. Li- figuratively and, and literally. And I don't even know if that's, you know. Um, I did a brief uh, search of him and his mugshot is really makes all of your childhood dreams like uh, so tough. Up. It's so tough. Who's the guy? Where? Why can't I find Gerald Garner, um, as the the main character, on here? I you don't know. know. It's he's the main character, and they don't have Jerry. That's weird. Uh, and I don't know. You what, would think he'd be at the top. Are you in the um, heavyweights? I am. Okay, I am. you are. Nick's I mean, looking this is around. Not, this is not exciting, so we're gonna skip yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was what I did here. Open this up to let you know Stephen Brill, which is a person who is responsible for all these other great kids movies and some other uh, comedy movies, and an actor himself, wrote this with Judd Apatow. You know who he is. Um, and then um, also uh, uh, stars Paul Feig. Wow. Paul Feig plays a counselor in this movie heavyweights um and paul feig and um judd apatow uh combined their talents uh right after this and they made a show called um freaks and geeks freaks and geeks that's right freaks and geeks one of the best television shows to ever get can't probably the best television show to ever get canceled after a first season yeah if you haven't seen freaks and geeks it's each it's, episode's perfect it's mandatory it's mandatory watch um, freaks and geeks so they got together paul feig also wrote and directed or just directed bridesmaids and the new ghostbusters movie and so he's i mean this movie is is just uh uh, uh gushing if i could use gushers gushing with like talent of people who are going to do great things and it shows this is a real comedy movie for kids that happens to be a disney production um and i loved it when i was a kid and i love it now i watched it and i loved this so let's watch the trailer and then we'll get ashley's thoughts on the movie heavyweights because prior to this viewing you had never seen this before correct correct all right let's uh let's listen to a little bit of heavyweights Far from the everyday world, there is a place, a place where big... Congratulations, Mr. Sims, you are the fattest boy in camp. ...is beautiful. Chipmunks, download! And thin isn't it. This is definitely not sanitary. For Jerry and his friends, it was a dream come true. Until the new owner... Vince Keller. Out of here, mister! Oh, no. Turned it into a nightmare. Lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Now, after six weeks of frustration... Then we're going to climb that 1,000-foot rock face over there. Starvation. There isn't a gummy bear left in this entire camp. And humiliation. Nice swing, you fat tubbo. Everyone having fun? Jerry's out to do something far more important than lose a few pounds. I have a plan. He's out to gain respect. What is going on? You can't kidnap the owner of a camp. (laughs) Welcome to the annual Apache Relay. We're as good as anybody. And it's about time we started acting that way. Take him down, Cappy. 
Walt Disney Pictures presents a comedy for every kid. Tell me the artist and title, please. Uh, Cher? Da Vinci's Mona Lisa. Tired of taking it. I'm so slow. It would have been cool to go fast. And ready to dish it out. Heavyweights. Boom. Yeah, it's it's great. Isn't it awesome? It's so good. It's a really great kids movie. So the movie uh, is basically um, this kid, Jerry. Um, he's kind of a you know, classic 1995 fat kid. He's a fat kid. Um, he's not even fat. He's just kind of like a chubby kid. He's a chubby kid. Yeah, but he's kind of, you know, you would be called a fat ass if he was like a, if he was a kid. I mean, pretty easily. Um but uh, he um, he is uh, fat and doesn't want to do anything on a summer vacation. And then Ben Stiller, uh, no, no, not Ben Stiller. Um, his parents uh, give him a tape of like, hey, we want to send you to this camp. And then he's like, cool, this camp looks cool. But then you find out through watching the tape that it's a it's a fat camp. It's a camp for 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 overweight kids. Camp Hope. Camp Hope. And he's like, I'm not going to go to a fat camp. And the guy who shows up at his parents' house and shows him the videotape right in the very beginning of the movie, he is, what's his name, from Ghostbusters, right? I don't remember who it was. Okay. Well, it just seems like I was immediately like, oh, we got a little... Um... Well, his dad is Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's awesome. And then, uh, you know, his dad makes him go, so he goes to this camp. And then when he gets to the camp, he realizes the camp is like actually the most fun camp ever and the kids are really cool and everybody likes everybody and the counselors are really fun and the, and the owners, owners are, love them and they give they have so many fun cool things like the blob this thing where you like jump on in the in the lake and, and it propels another person out into the lake like classic feet summer camp so much summer camp fun and then he goes into his bunk and he meets his bunk mates and his bunk mates are awesome and then turns out they snuck in a whole bunch of snacks and candy so then you get to see all the candy that they'll be eating because like nobody actually loses weight at this fat camp but who cares it's just like where a kid could be a kid and they really sell you on how exciting and fun it is going to be for this kid jerry who didn't want to go to this place um and the owners of the camp happen to be um ben stiller's uh, actual parents yes yes and uh uh, uh and mira and, and jerry stiller and and and, and jerry stiller is very funny but Jerry Stiller and when they when they're about to like uh, talk to the kids at the end of the first day and welcome them to camp, uh, he's all pissed because like he lost some money and he had to sell sell Camp Hope to somebody and he sells Camp Hope to Ben Stiller's character, and uh, Ben Stiller's character is a maniac fitness guy who is trying to make a fitness um, like infomercial by using these fat kids at this fat camp to go on the Tony Perkis system and they're going to show how much they the weight they lose. So it goes immediately from the most fun place on the planet to like a psychopath running a fat kids camp. And then that is the movie. The kids have to subvert this guy in different ways and eventually you see he they kidnap him and then there's like a big showdown with the the sporty kids camp across the lake and all has hits all the great little kid movies uh uh beats. But also it's got a hilarious Ben Stiller playing like epic like evil kids character villain um so good he's really funny in it uh and the kids are really funny in it the jokes are really funny in it there's some really great scenes there's a um a classic scene when they do a um 
a, a dance with like a girls camp and uh, uh, Ben Stiller's character just sets it up to like embarrass the kids because he doesn't like the kids. But then like they end up hitting it off and having a good time. And it's just like a really fun kids movie scene. Uh, and you really want to see Tony Perkis, um, his, uh, the character Ben Stiller plays, you want to see his ass get handed to him. You like, want to see him get his. And he gets his. He does. And it's, and it's, in, a, and it's in an epic way. Yeah. Um, and then like a little Easter egg, which is fun. It's not even Easter egg, but at the end, Tony's dad comes to like pay off the camp. Uh, uh, Ben Stiller's dad played by Ben Stiller doing another character that he kind of was known for is this kind of like old guy who has a lot of money, um, older guy. Uh, and it's fun. You get to see Ben Stiller play two different characters. You knew that was Ben Stiller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The second yeah, guy. you didn't know that was him. I didn't know it was him until I found out on the IMDb trivia. Oh no, no, that's him. And actually, he used to do that character on the Ben Stiller show. That was like a Ben Stiller, real Ben Stiller character. Like if he had a real, he'd be doing that kind of old guy who who was played Tony Perkis's dad um, in the movie because uh, he used to do like interstitial stuff in his Ben Stiller sketch show in that character. Can I brag about myself real quick? Yeah, go ahead. In the opening shots of this movie um, or in the opening sequence where they're going to camp and there's aerial views of this school bus going to camp, I was like looking at it and I was like, that looks like North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee. And we're just talking about like a, a super aerial shot of this bus driving through the woods. And it was because it was driving on um, like a roadway that looked like the Blue Ridge Parkway. Like the, the way that they had the granite and the rocks they had used to create the road system looked like the Blue Ridge Parkway. And sure enough, looked it up. It was filmed in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Bang. So that was pretty cool. Well, toot that horn, Ashley. Yeah, I just had to put it out there, you know. You always know when something's shot in North Carolina. I really do. I love that. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really funny. I mean, I think probably one of the reasons why I didn't watch it, um, besides that, you know, I wasn't. And I don't want to make it sound like I didn't see any any uh, new releases. I was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they were coming out in the theaters. I watched Home Alone in the theater and also, um, all the Disney animation movies. This I probably skipped over because it was all dudes. Right. You know? It's all dudes. It's all dudes. There's and one, like, cute nurse lady. Yeah, but she's like a woman. Yeah, she's There's there no to, like, have the fat guy fall in love with her or whatever. You know, the camp, um, the camp sh movie that I loved was the Adams Family Values movie when Wednesday goes to camp, summer yeah. camp. Yeah. So and that's because a girl's doing stuff also, you know, making a summer camp turn it on its head. Right. Um but yeah, this was really great. It was really it had like you said, it hit all the notes. So would you watch another one of these style movies with me? I would. I think we we should for this watch all of the Mighty Ducks and talk about the Mighty wow. Ducks series. All of them? This. Yeah, because it they're really fun. They're short. And uh, it's fun to see the progression of the kids get older and the movies diminish as they go on and the story gets stretched. Like for some, like the first one is just like these ragtag, like little league soccer, uh, hockey kids with like a coach who's like a washed up hockey guy. Um, and so they both kind of like a coming of age for both these little kids. And then you cut to like the third one and they're like, it's the same four kids and they're like national, uh, hockey champions from their college. And for some reason they don the mighty ducks uniforms in their championship game. It gets so crazy and blown out. And also you get to see kids who are like, 
12 and then by the time the third one comes out they're like 17 and they look all weird and they're not they're not as cute you know like when a kid is like oh that kid has big eyes and big ears he's gonna be a star look at that little cutie and then he's like 18 and it's like oh my god that guy with the big eyes and the big ears <laughs> that's what's fun about watching these mighty ducks kids it's like they have to have the same kids back but like these there's a reason why child actors are usually not adult actors because yeah. they're not the reason why they were cute makes them weird looking uh, as adults so listen uh, i'm i will make a deal with you oh no i can't watch any more animal abuse i just can't will you okay i'll watch all three of the mighty ducks if you watch with me the sound of music that's longer than Come all three on, of those babe. movies. You, you need to have seen The Sound of Music. Isn't once that another in your life one that we're going to have to get a, a, a talking to from the. Uh... No. The only thing that they uh, go after in the movie are Nazis. Yeah, but we like Nazis now, don't we? <laughs> Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. Listen, that's was all a... right. That's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll watch the Sound of Music, and then we Let's can watch. Shake on it. And then we can watch. We're shaking uh, on it. Yeah, that's fine. We're oh, shaking on God. it. <laughs> um, all right, guys. I think that's the end of this show. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you're tuning in on Mondays. Hey, did you know we're back with our challenge recaps? They drop every Thursday, so making sure make sure you're checking out Mondays and Thursdays as far as the Reality Blows podcast goes over there on every goddamn place you can find podcasts we love you very much uh we'll talk to you uh again in a couple of weeks on this patreon before december we gotta do another one bye bye